Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the country musicist, virgin having it. Charles Barkleyist. <laughs> um, face blurriest, uh, <laughs> bachelor recap podcast ever. Ever. Yeah. Shit is gonna go down in hometowns. It's good. Finally, the, the culmination of all of Peter's stupidity. It's it's all coming together. <laughs> it's all wrapped up in a nice little package. Um, so, yeah, so our story begins uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, but the only jackass we see is Peter. <laughs> Not Johnny Knoxville. Uh uh, but also Hannah Ann is there as well. Oh, yes. We love her. We love her. Oh, my God. And you know what? Everything melts away when she's with Peter. He gives her amnesia because maybe he's drugging her in secret. And there, I just want one of these Bachelor contestants to show up on an episode of, of Investigation Discovery something. It's just like my secret wish and desire. Well, like that guy who was in, um, what was that? Like uh, dating secrets of the American male or what was that? Dating, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Um, yeah. On on Bravo who like, like with his girlfriend allegedly like drugged like a thousand women, which I don't even know how they have the time to do that. Yeah, that's a real investment in a piece of shit. That's a lot of time. Um, I feel like I talked about this already, so obviously it's on my mind. Um, <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> yeah, just like always thinking about it. Uh, but anyway, so we find out that Hannah Ann's dad is like a tree guy. He, and mm-hmm. so like he's in, did, did she just, she was really vague, right? Like he's in the lumber industry. Yeah, it was, and, and the way she described it, she's like, he really likes trees or something. I was like, what is he? Yeah, like he just loves arborist trees. Well, that's what it sounded like. And they said they call him Ranger Rick, mm-hmm. which is and a fun his, name. Isn't his name Rick? Yeah, yeah. So he really is. I mean, like, did you ever read Ranger Rick, or was I the only nerd on this podcast? Uh, I think you were the only nerd. However, if my name was Rick, I'd want to be called Ranger Rick. Okay, I like, well, I like Ranger a good Rick- alliteration. So Ranger Rick, uh, upon a quick Google, uh, <laughs> it was a magazine uh, that you could read if you were a little bit outdoorsy. Um, and the weird thing is, it looks the same as it did when I was a kid. Ooh, oh, the design is like exactly the same. Who says that's, print media is dead? Come on. That's fucked up. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so it's with it's on behalf of the National Wildlife Federation. Ooh, okay. And it's and it's all about like, yeah, like wildlife and the parks and all that stuff. And I was like a big animal freak. So I definitely read a lot of Ranger Rick when I was a kid. <laughs> so anyway. I'm trying to think of the name of the one that I read. Uh oh God, what was Highlights? it? Highlights? Uh maybe it was Highlights. It I, I know like they they had a different animal for each issue that you oh, got. Oh, oh, I know what one you're talking about. Uh, and you got a tiger poster. Yeah. Oh shit. What was that called? Zoo books, right? Zoo books. Yeah. I was zoo a zoo books. books guy. Yeah. 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 I think my so, mom still has them off. Anybody wants to borrow one? Ranger Rick was like the kinder, gentler version of zoo books. 
<laughs> the kinder, gentler. The kinder, gentler version. So, so anyway, so to to appease Ranger Rick, I thought, oh, they're gonna go like straight up chop logs. No, they're gonna go axe throwing. Yeah, which I mean, you'd think out of all the things you could do there, why? But hey, sure, why not? And what I've seen from other axe throwing thing, like my a lot of my friends have gone axe throwing. I have not yet gone axe throwing. I would go. I'm not saying I'm too good to go. Um, I've I've been like three times just because they're everywhere and it's a popular group activity. It's the new uh, escape room, essentially. Now, okay, so answer me this. This is what I've been able to take away from axe throwing. It's a lot easier than you think it is, Mm -hmm. and everybody is pretty good at it. Yeah, I was like totally functional at it and i and i should not be because i have zero coordination i can't be trusted with sharp objects uh, so yeah, no coordination at all and i was okay so yeah exactly yes because i was like nothing indicates that i would be good at axe throwing but from all of the pictures of my uncoordinated friends getting bullseyes i was like oh i could do that then <laughs> yeah i mean if you look at activities for a large group of people where i could potentially hurt myself and also drinking is encouraged uh i probably better at axe throwing than i meant bowling so there's that <laughs> well yeah so i was like you know the fact that they kept missing on an activity where I'm like, I know that this isn't hard because of photographic evidence. The fact that they were like biffing it so often, I was like, oh, they're not good. Um, So anyway, (laughs) um, I just wanted to point out that Peter's bad at yet another thing. Um, Surprised he didn't hurt himself. Can we talk about his head wound really quick? It's looking bad. It is. High definition yeah. television is not kind to Peter's face right now. It, it looks like it's 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 red. It looks very infected to me. Yeah, he should really get that looked at uh, now that he's stateside. Probably <laughs> like it's just not going so well. So um, <laughs> anyway, so Peter, what oh. do you bring to the relationship, Mercer? <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that shit is no joke. Um, be careful, Peter. Uh, so Hannah, I don't remember this, but Hannah wrote down all the things that she liked about Peter or something oh, on a date. I don't remember that. It's because we're 12 he, years old. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then, and then she responded by being like, I'm going to take this legal pad or no, he responded. I mean, by taking this legal pad, then like, you know, it's like shittily ripped off and whatever. And he's like, I wrote this in the five minutes the producer gave me. And also they told me what to write. But here it is, all the things I love about you. Mm. And Hannah Ann was like, oh, my word. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, yeah. It's real great. Yeah, real wholesome. And then they go meet Ranger Rick. And he's like really, he he seemed very sweet and uh, pretty like laid back, honestly. I was a little surprised. I thought he was going to, I was waiting for like a hard ass dad. And he was just kind of like. Very reserved, thoughtful, you know. I was like, oh, this guy doesn't seem so bad. Um, and also, Hannah Ann has a very attractive family. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're good looking folks. They're like all very conventionally attractive. 
Um, and so then all the sisters pull <laughs> Hannah away and they start having a heart to heart about Peter's letter. And then they all start crying. What is all these people have just arrested development issues, I think. Like what how this is what 12-year-olds do. They exchange like, oh notes with a list of their things that they love and you'd think that like her sisters would be like, "Oh yeah, you are a baby and he is also a baby and you have baby <laughs> brains." But instead they're like, "Oh my god, that's real love." This is what it's all about, Hannah and um so and then okay, and then so while they were talking, Peter was talking to her mom and she just seemed constipated the whole time. <laughs> she just like did not want to be on camera. She was just like, mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Yeah. And um and Peter was like, Well, here's the deal. I'm in love with your daughter. And she's like, um, well, you're gonna have to take that up with her dad. So Enjoy. We do ascribe to traditional gender roles in this family. I am sure you're shocked. Um, yeah. And and then she said something like, it's easier for moms to support their girls. <laughs> but what? dads, not that's what she said. I wrote it down. I know. It's just a weird thing. I don't <laughs> I know. I was like, is it? I I I'm so glad I didn't grow up in a home like this. Um, although my parents kind of do the thing where they're super nice to whoever it is I'm dating. And then once we break up, they'll be like, well, I kind of hated them anyway. And I'm yeah. like, well, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell me? And they're like, well, I just wanted you to figure it out for yourself. And I'm like, could have used some backup. But <laughs> okay. Well, that's this great. Is, I, I, this hometown visit is interesting to me for only one reason. And that is, if you were to boil down every single hometown visit in the history of this reality show, this is like your baseline for a good visit, which yeah. is everyone seems happy. Dad is mildly concerned because I don't think he understands how the show works. Yeah. Uh, and everyone should be deeply concerned, to be honest. But he's like, well, I have reservations, but if it makes my daughter happy. And then all the women are like, we love you. This is so beautiful. <laughs> and that's it. And then you, we you can't support ask your journey. Yeah. Um, journey support. Yeah, it was good. Just like McKenna is our composite bachelor contestant. Yeah. Hannah Ann's house is our composite hometown date. This is it. And, this, is, this is the computer simulation. If you if you make an <laughs> algorithm, it creates these things. And my favorite thing to do on this show is pay attention to the backgrounds that production is set up because you know sometimes they move them to a completely different house. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they gut their house into. I mean, they just like ransack the place most of the time. And I don't know if you there was like one on last on the Bachelorette um, or no 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 on Colton season. When he was like sitting with Cassie at one point, there were just like like a crazy amount of vases behind them. And I was like, who did that? Like, that's a lot of vases. Um, this hometown, when he starts talking to Ranger Rick, when Peter starts talking to Ranger Rick, he's just his whole background is logs to remind you that he is involved in lumber. He's in a log man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I felt better because at one point, Hannah Ann's dad said Hannah, so now I know that either is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And well, because she only she's only doing the Hannah Ann thing because she wanted to differentiate from Hannah B, right? I think so. So that makes me feel better because he said Hannah, and I was like, if your dad said Hannah, I can say Hannah because I'm like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then so 
So Hannah's dad, was, this was like real honorable. He said to Peter, you know, do not say that word. Do not say love to her unless you wholeheartedly, that's what you mean and that's what you're going to do. Don't waste the word. And I was like, hell yeah, that was nice. And I, that's protective and it was sweet and it was stern, but it wasn't like scary. He wasn't like, I'm going to go get my shotgun, you know? So I was like, but he's like, he's like a soft-spoken ranger. Very sweet. So I like him. And uh, so then they go get outside and Hannah's like, how to go? And he's like, I'm scared of your dad. Uh, but uh, I am uh, going to tell you what your dad told me not to say because fuck it. I'm falling in love with you. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. That's it. There's the sweet spot. And I was like, oh, you better end up with her because otherwise Ranger Rick's going to friggin' axe you, and he has way better aim than you do. You know he does. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that was dramatic. Um, so we gotta, we gotta like cut the tension with something else. Maybe a trip to fabulous Iowa. Oh God. <laughs> Scenic Des Moines. Okay. Who wouldn't want to live in Des Moines? <laughs> and. And you know what they're going to do first? They're going to hang out at a gazebo in the middle of a dog par- park, and they're going to stomp store-bought grapes. That's right. Make that, some foot wine. That wouldn't make wine that would taste good at all. No. Just like, no. Mm, taste I was like bunions. Those are clearly grapes you bought from the store, and that's not the kind of grapes you want to use to make wine. I'm not dumb. No. That's going to no. be gross-ass wine. And also, okay, so there's like a lot of things that you have to like, there's so much be- belief that you have to, sus- or disbelief that you have to suspend mm-hmm. and belief you have to have in order to, for this part of the episode to work. You need to believe that wine can be made instantaneously. Mm-hmm. No fermentation that, required. Yeah. And that it's made from store-bought grapes uh, and that you'd be legally allowed to do it in a dog park. I mean, I don't know if yeah. it do- it's a dog park, but it sure looks like one. I like to think that all these people, like whenever they're drinking red wine, they think it's just like a bunch of Italian men like tap dancing on yeah. a bunch of store-bought grapes. They just, all I think of is I Love Lucy. That's for sure. So, and then they do like a foot cam. Oof. Uh, and I, I'm sure that worked for s- uh, some section of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to know what audience. Um, but anyway, so now they're in a laboratory drinking wine. And and then I was just like waiting for her to bring up the champagne again. I was just like, is that why they're on the state? Is, is that why they're doing the wine thing? Because this is her way of bringing up the champagne thing again. And then it just made me mad. And I was like, just let it fucking go. Like, we've moved on. Let's not do this. Um <sighs> this whole interaction is bizarre to me because when Peter starts talking about his relationship with Kelsey, like there's there's nothing there that no indicates that uh, me as as an audience member watching this is supposed to differentiate Kelsey from any of the other women or their relationship from any of the other women. Like what's Kelsey's thing other than I hope she's okay and probably <sighs> needs to talk to someone. <laughs> That's it. It's just Oh, I think she's, well, she's coping right now with wine, so that's going to go well for her. Um, this is the chillest she's been, though. Like, Yeah, this she is. is, the- she is <laughs> yeah, she's definitely 
chill because she's drinking. Um, anyway, uh, then they put the shittiest label on this wine bottle ever, and they're still <laughs> trying to get us to believe that they made it. And and then oh, and then she does that thing that I fucking hate on the show. And it, she's like, I haven't said this yet because technically she said that she was falling in love and now she's in love with mm-hmm. Peter because yep. that's how dumb the show is. Yep. We've, we've, yeah. we, once you make foot wine with someone, that's, that's how you cross that barrier. <sighs> so anyway, so we meet the family. Uh, oh, Peter still, have you noticed his, the whistling now, mm, now that yeah. I brought it up? Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad, and I'm sorry I did it. It's like, yeah, it's like that episode of How I Met Your Mother where you find out the thing about the person and the glass shatters. You can't hear them the same way anymore. Yeah, that's that's all I hear at this point. He that's sounds like I an did. old-timey cartoon prospector to me sometimes <laughs> yes. when he talks. I was like, what is that? His nose? Is that his tooth? Is it the way they've positioned his microphone? Why would that happen every single time? It's the it air moving through the hole nose. in his skull. <laughs> That might be it. Oh, the lobotomy did a number on him. So, yeah. oh my God, it's just so bad. Um, but anyway, they're in Iowa. So, of course, they're going to have crab rangoon. And right. The official food of Iowa. This fucked Peter's, me up, by the way. <laughs> Peter's never had it. I. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. I don't even get it. Like, he lives in California exceptionally good like chinese food the land of chinese takeout like yes yes and it's all it's good and, and the fact it's <laughs> how i just was like how have you not had crab rangoon like i don't even eat dairy anymore and i've had crab rangoon like th- like this is not a midwest thing no and he, and he seems all over the place he seems completely like it's totally foreign to him yeah, like not only like, has he never eaten it, it, but like it's, it's he's never heard food. of it. He's not it, like it, the whole thing is just like, wow, what is this strange exotic food, motherfucker? It's just some cream cheese in a wonton that's been deep fried. It is not anything out of the ordinary. <laughs> well, and like that's a very Midwest thing, right? To have cream cheese with meat, like cheese and and seafood, or that's oh, yeah. like that's that's the running joke on the Goldbergs. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> that she just puts cheese on all of her seafood dishes. So that's like a very like Midwest or very like Middle America thing or very eighties thing to do. But yeah, like we know that Peter is just like like so boring. Mm-hmm. So how has he not had crab rangoon? That's how boring he is. He's, and I he's also- too boring to eat Chinese takeout. Like, okay, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't had it in a long time, but I don't think it's, like, the most amazing thing in the world ever or, like, ever the thing to write home about. It's never, it was never my favorite thing to have, but it's always weird when someone's like, this is my favorite part of Chinese takeout is, like, this weird cheese crab thing <laughs> that that would never set foot in China, you know? <laughs> no. like I, I think they're really thinking? good. Like, I'm always sure. going to, I'm always going to order the ragoons, but... I, I should also say that it's it's almost a misnomer that it is a seafood dish in any way, shape, and form. Like anytime you can actually detect crab over the cream cheese and chive and deep fried yeah. goodness, that's just like you're like, oh wow, that's that's surprising. Uh, I actually yeah, I had I had some like it was like two weeks ago, 
uh, Susan and I went out to a Chinese food place and they actually like hand make their crab rangoons because a lot a lot of Chinese food takeout places they just all buy their their food from the same like Cisco yeah. dealership whatever and dealership dealership it's not a de- whatever it is. <laughs> Food distributor? delivery service distributor. That's the word I was looking for. Thank yeah, you. The food dealership. Yeah, the food dealership. You go, you get yourself a Cadillac, the trunk's full of, uh, you know. Crab Rangoon. Crab Rangoon, sure. Egg rolls. Anyway. Uh. And they, and I, I could actually taste the crab in it. I was like, oh, wow, that's that's wild. Like, Yeah, you're <laughs> like, amazing. that's what it's supposed to taste like, I guess. Yeah, sure. But I had, this yeah. is nuts. Like, the fact that he's ever had, he is... He's a test tube man. How can you yeah. be this boring? He is a, a rice cake slathered with Miracle Whip. He's not even real mayonnaise. He's Miracle Whip. Yeah, he is. He, but he's got that tangy zip. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm, I, I am more of like a egg drop soup or egg roll girl. Mm-hmm. Like that's where I'm going to go to before, even if I could theoretically have dairy, I still, I still think I would do that. But it still blows my mind. It's like, how have you lived a life and not had that? If he had said, I have never had egg rolls, it would be equally shocking. Oh, absolutely. At this um, point, you might as well say I've never had Chinese food. That, yeah. That, that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. Oh, have you, like, I feel like we all have those friends. I have a friend who's, or like, at least in high school, I don't know if it's true anymore, but I had a friend who was like, I've never had a strawberry. And then they also what? said, I've, I've never eaten an egg. And I was like, what? How? What's wrong with these people? How? Like, it's, how do it's you one go thing to be like your whole life without eating an egg. Yeah, because I mean, people there's there's lots of people that are like picky eaters, or they just have like uh, there's people who are like oh, I, I eat the same thing constantly, and I get that. Yeah. But it's like sure. even if you're a picky eater, or you're like I have a routine of eating that does not involve a lot of variety, you still have you've tried these things. How could you? Right. You've not had a fucking egg. What, an egg. what is God? Isn't that it's strange? So, it's so weird to me. Anyway, Peter's the kind of guy who's like, I've never had an egg. <laughs> and you're like, I don't understand life anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kelsey, okay, so Kelsey's sisters are also very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to just say that. Everyone so far in this episode is very pretty. Um, and Kelsey's mom seems really, really sweet. Oh, um, yeah. They got, they, got the, they got the Iowa Midwestern charm going. Yeah, she seems really sweet. The thing that's super weird, though, because I know they have a basement because it's Iowa and like everyone in the Midwest has a basement. Sure. So like, why is there a ping pong table in the living room? Why did the producers bring that up from the basement? No idea. Right? I think this yeah. whole thing, they should have they should have been downstairs in the basement, sitting on the basement couch and dad should have been making drinks at their basement bar. And I know Seriously. all these things are there. Yeah. Like drinking MGDs while he makes like his old fashions. Mm-hmm. And then they're playing ping pong. I was so confused by all this. I'm like, where's the Midwest rec room? That's what we need. Um, yeah. But yeah. But her her mom's very sweet. She, she has this heart to heart with Peter by the ping pong table. And she goes, as a mom of three and I've gone through a divorce, I am concerned don't break my girl's heart. Do you understand? And we all know what's coming because we know Kelsey isn't going to make it through this one. No, no. Especially now in this episode, because it's like this is the episode where Kelsey is is finally portrayed as like mentally sound and ready for a relationship. We still don't know anything about her. We don't know what their connection is, even though Peter has repeatedly said that, oh, our relationship is so unique, which it very well could be. I doubt it because he's an idiot. But 
you know, maybe whatever they've decided to show on this season, uh, they haven't really showed all the angles of the, of their relationship. This is, these are entirely plausible scenarios. Sure. But still, it's like, okay, I can tell, like, this is going fairly well, and Kelsey is being portrayed in a completely different way, so she's totally getting shit-canned here. Yeah, there's just no coming back from this, unfortunately. And yeah, it seem, they seem like a very sweet, normal family. The date goes well. She's like crying with her mom, you know, and she's like, I've been crying even more than normal. <laughs> um, and she's like, I did tell him that I loved him today. And then Peter is like, well, my heart is falling. So he's not as into her as he's into Hannah or Madison. I, I hate so the way know that, that like he curtains. these like slight like slivers of differentiating between yeah. how he feels about women. He's got it all on a chart. <laughs> he's oh, like, he's God. like, well, my heart is falling. I'm falling in love with her and I'm in love with her. And this one's just a complicated bitch. Yeah. His and spleen is holding that's, out though. That's what it is. So, uh, but forget all that. Let's go to Auburn, Alabama and go on a date with a virgin. Oh boy, let's do it. This is this is this is a lot of fun. I'm Dude, there's a lot happening in this that I this, oh, this date was fun to watch. Um yeah. also it was fun to watch, but while I was watching it, the only thing I could think is like if I was on this date, this is my personal nightmare. I would run screaming. <laughs> like everything about it is just like w- not what I want in my life. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, do you want to walk around a college campus with? Absolutely not. No, I do not. Uh, do you want to meet my dad who has a, a haircut that is like inspired oh. by the movie Deliverance? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> what is up with her dad? Okay. Uh, do you want right. to meet the the hologram of Charles Barkley? <laughs> like what the fuck? It's going on. That was something else. Okay. So, so her dad coaches at Auburn University. Um, The one building that they shot in front of was really pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to say just because Peter likes line dancing and other white people shit, I still don't think he'd be happy in Alabama. No, Um, No, no. But then, and then she's like, okay, we do this chant that sounds like Roll Tide, but it's different because we say Eagle at the end. Mm-hmm. Because and Auburn was, is is perpetually Alabama's little brother school, basically. Yeah. So I was like, why couldn't you come up with your own thing? Like, you literally you stole it. And like, I know nothing about the South, but this is clearly a ripoff because if if me, a Northern northerner has heard of roll tide and it wasn't just because of hannah b you know i've heard of it before that Mm -hmm. then that that sucks for you auburn and you need a new thing and and another thing that i don't understand so it's this eagle thing right that they do eagle or whatever yeah and auburn is the tigers Right, that's their mascot, the Auburn it Tigers. Is? Yes, I just figured it was Eagles. I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check this right now, <laughs> and in fact, Google confirms Auburn Tigers. Well, so, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. Can't it be like Growl Tigers? Can't they look at the Zoo Books Tiger poster that you got for free when you signed up for Zoo Books? Like, like anything? Seriously, or the Blacklight poster that they got from Spencer Gifts? Yeah, there's a lot of options. <sighs> here. This makes me sad. Uh, wow, it's even worse than I thought. Okay, so <laughs> they're just wholly unoriginal. But 
Did you know that Charles Barkley went to Auburn University? I did know that, actually. (laughs) I didn't, but guess what? I sure do now. Yeah, you learned. Because there's a giant statue of him, and then he's on the TV, and he's like, hi, I'm Charles Barkley. They paid me thousands of dollars to say, enjoy this date, Peter. Okay, bye. Yeah. It's going to be big money. He's not even on Cameo, so you know he's charging a premium. Yeah, no shit. Or... Or they were like, as part of your contract or as part of your financial contribution, we require you to make five videos a year and we're banking one of them for The Bachelor if our Madison makes it to hometowns. Oh, boy. And now a kid with cancer doesn't get a video. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Madison. <laughs> uh, so Peter's shooting in skinny jeans. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... He has and then really so- bad form, too. His shot is yeah. terrible. Oh my gosh, Madison showing my favorite part of this episode is Madison just showing him up in every way, shape, and form. Yeah, and and yeah. this is this is good too because I think this is more foreshadowing where I doubt he's going to pick Madison because one the the virgin thing, two the fact that he hasn't really given any serious thought to the fact that he would have to be like an extreme evangelical Christian for this to right. functionally work long term. And three, she's better at basketball than him. And he doesn't like any sort of challenge, especially when it can be displayed in such a way where he's just embarrassed by anyone who's watching. Oh, she wiped the floor with him and it was awesome. Um, So we meet the head coach at Auburn. He seems really sweet. Oh, Bruce Pearl. This is this was fun for me. I forgot. Oh, you tell me. I don't know. I don't know college anything. I, I, know, I just went like, to all D3 schools, so I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> basketball, I, I played basketball growing up, so I, I and I like basketball, so I, I know, I don't know a ton, like I'm not some weird basketball stat guy or something, but Bruce Pearl rules because uh, he, he used to coach at Tennessee, and okay. he was kind of ran out of town there, but he has a long history of getting run out of schools for like basically breaking NCAA rules on recruiting, oh. uh, including in, uh, I want to say it was like 2004, 2005 in Milwaukee at the University of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He he got it, he, like made some major recruiting violation and got the school in really big trouble. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's fun, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's really, yeah. Little hometown connection there. Yeah, well, cool. Well, like Paul Stanley says, live to win. There you um, go. Just had to. We just. I just spent a lot of time watching Kiss videos before we recorded this. I'm more of a Peter Chris guy, but you know. Well, you know. Well, who isn't? But <laughs> P- Paul Stanley is just so fun to listen to. There's so my so quick quick sidebar like we always do. Um, my boyfriend has like so he's got he still has an iPod and will listen mm-hmm. to it on shuffle. And there's all kinds of crazy shit. There's like 5,000 songs on it. And some are like creepy haunted house sounds. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like super fun to listen to on Shuffle. But he has an entire album that's just Paul Stanley like yelling to a crowd. <laughs> like his his in-betweens for the songs. So he'll be like, he'll be like, so, <laughs> you know, everybody feeling good tonight. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I we saw we we saw Kiss live last year, 
And we're going to go see them again this year, even though last year was supposed to be their oh, last, last year was their tour. final tour, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't because we're going to go see them like this September or something. Oh, my God. Uh, they're so full of shit. Um, but he was like, hey, Milwaukee, it's flu season. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure... I'm pretty sure some of you need a love doctor. And I was like, oh my God, I can't deal with this. So anyway. Wait, uh, there's there's actually there's there's a connection here between The Bachelor oh, and uh and Kiss. So Paul Stanley, when he was he was performing in Iowa, I believe it was Sioux City. So this is more of a Kelsey thing, but uh it it could have it could have been Iowa, I don't know, somewhere in Iowa. And he was playing and they had, you know, they have like pyro and stuff at their show. And some pyro went off before it was supposed to, and it lit his hair on fire, but he didn't know his oh. hair was on fire. So he just kept playing. <laughs> and then then somebody like tried to like just like brush it out with their hands, and then it just like flamed up more because he's got, you know, an yeah, entire bottle of aquanet hair, in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just had to like blast the back of his head with a fire extinguisher and put a blanket over him. <laughs> it rocked. That's amazing. Um Anyway, so this so this coach, I knew I liked him because he, he lives to win. And um, he's just like starting to add the pressure on. You know, we Charles Barkley starts. We got the we got the head coach adding it on. He's like, you know. Uh, what did he say? Something like, oh, her dad is my right hand man and probably the best high school coach in the state. And the standards that are set are set by her dad. So. Watch out for him and his haircut. Um, and so then we get to Madison's house. And it looks like a sorority house. Like it looks like a sorority mansion. And I know because I lived in one <laughs> where it's just like tapestries and chandeliers. And I'm like, did they did they kick a sorority out to film this? Everything near about this house university. It, it is just it's like the most grotesque McMansion I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Have you ever read um that blog McMansion Hell? No, but I I I follow a Twitter account that just tweets out listings of like ugly McMansions. Yeah. And uh I'm I'm a big fan of that. They had one where there was just like like floating chairs attached to tables everywhere. Oh my god! Why? It's incredible. Why? Yeah, if you if you've got some time and you want to read the absolutely beautiful rantings of an architect, um, look for McMansion Hell. I think it's just a Tumblr, and it's really good. Like they'll they go through and they'll like circle all the things that are wrong they'll circle all of the windows that don't match <laughs> and they'll be like this is from this period and this is from this period and they call it you know what you know like and look more columns because you always need to have those for some reason and a door that's way too big <laughs> you know it's just like it's it's very good anyway um so yeah they're definitely so their house was featured at one point and um, they're all sitting at dinner and we find out that they do this special plate tradition. And it's because someone broke a plate once and then they didn't have a complete set. And then the parents were like, how can we bullshit our way out of this? And they're like, that's the special plate. We're going to say special things about you. And Does now anyone they just have a single matching set of plates? Is that a thing? I, am I not an adult? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I eat off of 1930s uh, fine china. 
um, for every I, meal. I, I've and got I a have, variety of uh, <laughs> Ikea sets that don't match. I have like 16 of everything. This isn't a lie. <laughs> I have like six different sizes of plates. A lot of dinner parties? <laughs> uh, no, I just inherited them because when I got divorced and moved out, I was like, I don't have any dinner plates. And my mom was like, here, take all your great grandma shit. Oh, so nice. now I eat on my great grandma's plates that were only supposed to be used when like the president came over and I eat them every day on them every day. And I eat like PB and J's on them. And that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I can't microwave them. Uh, so that sucks. Uh, but she gets a special plate and I actually thought this was very cute. I, I, I was, was I was deeply nice confused idea. by the whole thing. Like it 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 struck me as as odd. Like I guess I like I the sentiment. It was sweet. But I, Are you so cynical or what? I, I I can't. It was so weird. The plate <laughs> thing just weirded me out. They're like everyone has to say nice things about this person who has this plate that looks different. Um. Uh, yeah. I I yeah. I don't. And then it's yeah. just a anyway, weird. I mean, so you all have adult children, and then praying. there's the compliment thing that goes with it. <laughs> Oh, boy, yeah. Yeah, that was a compliment thing, yeah. But anyway, so let's talk about their prayers because Peter looked like he was going to burst into flames. Um, And then I was like, are they drinking wine or cranberry juice? And then we find out it's sweet tea. Mm. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. They're cheersing with sweet tea. Oh, Um, The good stuff. Uh, So Madison talks to her mom and she's like, um, so yeah, I didn't tell Peter that I'm a virgin. So this is, but he'll be fine with it. Right. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, um, I mean, the only other note I really have on this is that, that this was just some, this whole thing was like a very purity ringy. Oh yeah. And pure, like, you know, she went to a purity ball mm-hmm. and and the and it just I don't know this, the end of the date just kind of bummed me out. This is all this is like the biggest telegraph of all time. Like she thinks yeah. it's not going to be a big deal. It's going to be a real big fucking deal. I mean you, they they put an entire season around a guy who was a virgin, and now yeah, she's well, and she's withholding this until like fantasy suites essentially. Dude, I know. Well, and especially because she's going to be like <laughs> you know that she's going to say something like, "Well, and if you have sex with somebody else, that's going to be like." really hard for me to get over so keep your dick in your pants and he's not gonna do that because he fucked someone in a windmill four times which is his only defining trait right like (laughs) what what else do we know about him he's a pilot and he banged four times in a windmill i know nothing else about him i don't know what his wants are i don't know what his needs are i don't know who he is as a person i just know he fucks in a windmill he fucks in a windmill. He memorized a poem once. He has um, a condom in a center console. And he breaks out into random Spanish. Those are the things I know about Peter. And that he is definitely, his scar is not going to be as cool as he thinks it is. No. And this is this yeah. is definitely going to go poorly because, again, he's going to see it as her like withholding information and being deceptive or something. And see maybe kind of but also i don't know it's and complicated she's gonna be like this is why i can't talk to you about things and then it's just yeah yeah but then we also think about his wants and needs and, and you think about the people that are left on the show and who's gone home and you see victoria f con- continuing to to s- stick around and clearly it's because he wants to see her boobs i can't think of another reason why she's there so 
if Madison's there and he can't see her boobs, I think that's going to be a problem for him. Yeah, he's going to be like, no boobs, deal breaker. Um, So, all right. But before we get to that episode next week, mm-hmm. shit's about to go down in Virginia Beach. Oh, yes. Oh, so dry Victoria. Um, so Of course she lives in Virginia Beach, too. Yeah, dry Victoria is like, the only thing dry about me is my sense of humor and also the sand on this beach. Um, uh. <laughs> and then her dog runs away off leash and goes into the water. Cool. Um, and then and then uh, she's like, okay, let's spend some time at Virginia Beach. Um, we're going to go to this old time photos place. And- this rocks. And the thing, okay, so I don't know if this bothered you as much as it bothered me, but why didn't they show any of the, like, sepia-toned, aged photos? Why was it just color photos? I, I, I don't know. But how, how, like, poetic is it that the one confirmed white supremacist on this season <laughs> is just <laughs> like, true. you know what I do for fun? I take antebellum-era photos because it reminds me of a time I wish I lived in. <laughs> Dude, I didn't even think about that. That's so true. Oh, she's so gross. Oh, everything about her is gross. Okay. I'm going to do a plantation uh, tour next. It was that mistake that one time, and then every other time I open my mouth, it's also the same mistake. Um. So anyway, so I'm just waiting for like the call out. Oh, they cheer with ice cream. The dog takes some because they're not going to eat it anyway. And then they go to this place called the Shack on Eighth, and and that place uses way too many colors and fonts in their branding. And I was mm-hmm. upset about it. <laughs> I was like, "That's too much. It's too much going on. It's too whimsical." Um, and I don't know who Hunter Hayes is because I'm an uncultured loser. But apparently- I, I also don't know. I mean, yeah. if anything, The Bachelor, if it's enriched my life in one way, it's exposure <laughs> to music that I hate, but at least I yeah, have a, a, it's just a like, you know, some running yeah. knowledge of it now. Oh, dude, it's like, hey, Sammy, you know how you hate country music? Well, you're going to know way more about it than you want to know. It's very exciting. You're in luck. And then it's like, I kind of blend in when I go to a downtown Nashville bar. Great. That's all I needed. Um, So <laughs> that's what I needed. I needed to feel like I could fit in. Uh, so. Peter's excited, though. He knows who Hunter Hayes is enough to mostly get the words right when he was mouthing his music. And mm-hmm. um, and, he, and he did the white guy dance. Yeah. White slash guy white dance girl dance, which is where yeah. you just kind of like bob your head and you do the point and we don't know what you're pointing at. Yeah. He's pointing at his ability to dance. Not yeah. well. And um, if you're wondering what this dance is, I want you to go into any bar in America <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't say in America, any bar in the Midwest, in the South, you you can't go to some fancy East Coast bar. They'll run you out of town. But if you go to any like towny bar and you play the song Crazy Bitch by Buck Cherry, someone will start dancing and they will dance in the exact way that Peter is dancing in this episode. See, I was thinking save a horse, ride a cowboy. That that also works. works. That also works. Um, So... I think Victoria is a little too entwined with the country music scene, and I wonder who else she is fucked. Um, <laughs> I was just waiting for him to be like, hey, man, we also dated. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's it it's the matter. official soundtrack to driving a like a Ford F-150 with a Confederate flag on it. So, Oh, my God. Yeah. And 
white marlin lives matter. Um, <laughs> so, so then we meet the blurred out girl. Mm. And um, I did a lot of Googling on her. I don't know if you did, but I did. <laughs> oh, who is, do you know who it is? Oh, I know 100% who she is. Wonderful. Okay. So everybody, um, as, I, as I click my hyperlink, uh, let's talk about Marissa Pence, uh, M-E-R-I-S-S-A Pence. Uh, so, so Marissa, and, and, and by the way, I will give full credit. I got this from acceptthisrose.com. Um, and oh my God, they have so many pop-ups. So I, if something auto plays, I am so sorry. But so Marissa Pence is someone who Peter dated in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, they, she lived in California for a while. And okay. So this is what I know about Marissa. It sounds like it was all pretty like good with Peter that like the two of them were pretty like they had like a a good breakup. You know, they remained friends afterwards. They were dating other people. So it was like one of those things where it's like you date someone and then you're like, yeah, we're not really a good fit for each other, but that's okay. You know, like we're cool. And so she's definitely like looking out for him you know, kind of a thing. And there's pictures of them together, like from when they're dating still on her Instagram in like 2012 or whatever. So Mm -hmm. you can, you can see there's like actual evidence of them having dated. Now she, I guess she got interviewed with, by us weekly. And she said, these were her experiences with Victoria, dry Victoria. She said, our first encounter was that she told me she was going to slash my tires because I was hanging out with one of her ex-boyfriends. Oh, that's, so that's very a very normal behavior. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, she thinks that the world revolves around her and she's the hottest thing that's ever hit this planet. And actually, the most disturbing thing so far of all of this was the lingerie episode that she just acted like she was this coy person. The people in Virginia Beach are even seeing that that's not you at all. You're always the one in the bar wanting attention. So she was like, so I would say my argument is that like on the show, mm-hmm. she was pretty like, she said some things, but she didn't like totally unleashed but then in this us weekly interview she's just like yeah she's the worst um <laughs> i think it's like people are already turning on her so you might as well just go full force you know I'd that imagine, you're not gonna look like, like the bad one getting a bad reputation as a party girl when you live in a beachfront party town like right. you, you gotta work it's pretty like, hard for that that one you gotta look out for um mm-hmm. In a sea so, full of that ones. You're that, yeah, that one. You're that, that one. Um, so you hear Marissa on the show. And like you can tell like Peter has like a good rapport with her. He's like, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in so long. And like, oh, yeah. you. Uh, and she's like, was that at that store that I worked at? He's like, yeah, I think it was. Or, you know, and like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in like seven years. That's so crazy. It was like totally friendly, nice, whatever. And. She's like, I don't think that this is a good relationship for you to be in. And I think mm-hmm. you're a great guy. And that's kind of all I want to say to you, you yeah. know. Um, and to be fair, she didn't say a lot there. But she was just kind of like, hey, watch out. This guy, you know, or this girl is not who you think she is. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that's totally cool that she did that. So 
And I also think it's kind of baller that she didn't show her face, even though now we all know oh, who she is. Yeah, now we all know. But yeah, yeah I, I think that was that was probably a that was a smart move. Yeah, but she like it's like I'm not in it for fame. I'm not in it to start shit. Like I think she probably decided to reveal herself once everybody was like, "Oh yeah, we all hate Victoria," and she's like, "Well, here I am." Yeah, right. <laughs> Interview me. <laughs> like it's totally cool now. Um, everyone is going to be on your side, Marissa. So don't even worry about that. So, um, yeah. That whole thing happens, and he decides to confront her about it right before her family portion of the hometown date started. Yep. Oh, yep, yep, and yep. <laughs> so he's just like, so you know, I, I want, I want to like recreate this reaction between her and and the things he says, but to encapsulate it, he's basically like, you know, this is what. She told me about you. And then Victoria just does that mean girl, like, like, you know, oblivious or like, you know, denial thing where she's like, I don't even know why she would say that about me. Yeah. Like, and then, I don't and then even she goes into, I, I don't even want to have a serious conversation with you about something, yeah. which I mean, it would have been so easy for her to be like, oh, wow, that's really weird. Well, I mean, you know me. We've we've been together. We're at this point in our relationship. I want you to trust me, and I don't know what her motives. Are. Like, there's a million ways to deal with this, and yeah. she chooses the the nuclear option, which is not the choice to make here. Yeah, I mean, well, we know that she's full of shit, and we know that she. I mean, there's so many people who are coming out of the woodwork, and they're like, "Yeah, she is the worst. She yep. bullied me all through high school. She did a White Lives Matter campaign." Oh, you know, yeah. like she, now, now Marissa's like she was like, "I'm gonna slash your tires." <laughs> so this is not like news. Like she is scary and the worst. So yeah. if she was a normal person, and it's like not everybody, you know, not everybody likes everybody. Like even if you're the most likable person in the world, there's someone who thinks you suck. You know, mm-hmm. sure. And or you could have had a bad moment or a bad day or whatever, and you could say, you know, that was like. When she first moved here, I was still kind of like finding my footing and I I wasn't the nicest and I'm really trying to grow from that or whatever, you know, but it, but the thing is, that's not the truth. She's the worst and she's remaining oh. the worst. And that's why she reacted the way she did. And then she's like, well, how can we move yeah. forward from this? You were supposed to come and meet my family tonight. And how would you feel? Oh my god! And then she throws this in his face. I was gonna tell you I was falling in love with you. <laughs> now I'm not. I was like, just... God, you're exhausting. You're exhausting. Oh, like yeah, I am too much. so tired watching you. And as someone who can be exhausting themselves, I'm gonna say she's definitely worse than me. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. So he leaves, and I'm like, great. Can this just can this just be over? You know, and like, can she just go home? Oh, of course it can't be over. Come on. But we know then, better. N- no. So she comes to talk to Peter the next day. And he's still trying to make this work for I don't know what reason. And she's like, I've never tried this hard. And she's not doing anything. <laughs> so it's I like, still what, don't. How are you trying? Yeah. I'm like, what are you trying to do? You're trying. I've never tried to piss America off this much. Okay. <laughs> I've just never tried. 
Um, I just want to get it over with. So I'm just like, so I was really optimistic. I was like, well, that sucked. And she didn't even, he didn't even meet the family. So like, like, obviously it's gonna be, it's, he can't keep her around, but no, (laughs) he keeps Hannah Ann and Madison and dry Victoria. Yep. And Kelsey goes home. And And Kelsey goes home. Just when Kelsey turns the corner. Uh, just go drink your wine, Kelsey. I'm so sorry for you. You'll probably be in paradise and it's going to be fine. Yep. Uh, almost paradise. It's going to be here before we know it. Um, <laughs> and the <laughs> the least photogenic family mm-hmm. stayed off our TV for the yep. longest. Don't you think? Yeah, I, I would say so, which makes me wonder, too, if that was part of the whole, uh, you know, they're like, mm, we don't want process. them on our TV. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's me bullying Victoria's family because she's bullied everybody else. So deal with it, bitches. Uh, so what are our predictions for next week? Who do you think is, uh, getting the ax? I mean, we're down to the wire now. We got three people left. I think that this is, I I said, I said in the last episode and I'm gonna say it again. This is Hannah Ann's game to lose. I don't think that Victoria's got to flame out at some point. This is just too much. And Peter's Peter's going to come to that conclusion eventually. We still have the possibility of a major curveball, which could happen probably next week. Uh, so that could be a problem. I think Victoria's gone. I think the Madison thing is going to fuck him up. And then it's just like, you know, do you do you make the easy choice, which she seems to like to do, which is Hannah Ann, or do you make? the wrong choice or I, the more wrong choice guys <laughs> there's no good choices here and do you choose madison uh, i i think he likes madison more but this revelation is going to be difficult yeah. for him i don't see a healthy relationship with him and madison in the future that doesn't seem like something possible yeah. whereas him and hannah ann could be boring and happy together yeah so They'd but be I, like ari and lauren for sure yeah so really yeah. it's 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 a coin it's a coin flip between Madison and Hannah Ann, but I, I just I don't see a path forward for uh, Victoria. She's just she's too out yeah. there. I'm still holding out hope for um, surprise twist producer old girlfriend Hannah B coming back. Yeah, that would be great. I'd take that because at this point. I'm- crossing my fingers for that we don't really know enough about any of these women to be invested in them so it might as well be a complete stranger oh that would be awesome but until then we're gonna just have to wonder (laughs) good sign off no problem uh so we'll see you guys soon for for the dramatic continuation of uh pilot pete bachelor (laughs) bye bye My throat's too scratchy to sing a song this time. (laughs) I can't do it. Well, let me try. Pete's scar looks dumb. Pete's gonna have a scar all his life. And he's not gonna be the Bond villain he wants.